0: Our culture fuses dependency and love. There's no question that it fuses those things together. The concept of love is completely undifferentiated.
1: Bill Wilson, co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, wrote in 1952, If we examine every disturbance we have, great or small, we will find at the root some unhealthy dependence and its consequent demand. Wilson suggested that if we could identify and continually surrender these unrealistic and unrealizable demands, that we may then be able to accomplish what he imagined to be the recovery's next frontier, something he called emotional sobriety. Flash forward 70 years and join psychotherapists and best-selling authors Tom Rutledge and Dr. Alan Berger, who have taken up the mantle of exploring Bill Wilson's new frontier. Welcome, to emotional sobriety.
2: Welcome to emotional sobriety, the podcast. Uh, I'm Tom Rutledge. And uh, uh, with me is uh, our wonderful producer, Patrick Newman, and, uh, and the good Dr. Alan Berger. How are, how are you guys doing?
1: Wonderful. Well, it's great to have
2: you back, Tom. It's great to see
0: your face a poltergeist introduction i'm back,
2: <laughs> I'm yeah, back. Yeah. i know it's it's like that I was i was out, i was out for two different two times two times i missed it and it was uh it was weird it's it is it's, you know you've said this before too alan sometimes it's amazing how how much and, and it's and it's not as much like i it's not like i feel like i'm missing work i feel like i'm missing my my support group <laughs> so I'm glad to be back with you guys today. What have you been up to? In part due to the conversation we had, I did decide to go and to the uh, memorial service, did, a, did a, a weekend with my family that I found out while I was there. It had been 23 years since I'd been in the same room with a family member. Uh, somebody pointed that out to me. It's like... So it was a, it was a strange, bizarre. You know, you know. Sometimes you'll have those experiences that feel like it's when you describe it it is sort of like. Did you just tell me something that happened to you? Or is that a strange dream you had last night? You know, because there seems to be all kinds of symbolism in it and all. This. <laughs> and that was the kind of the kind of weekend it was. And it was for one thing, for for an introvert like myself to be surrounded and, and in the same place space with so many people at, at for, for such an extended period of time was was uh, draining. But it was all positive and good and and I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I've gone. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, what are you going to regret more not going or going? So, uh, and you guys helped me with that and have been, have been checking on me ever since. And I appreciate it very much. Glad to be back. Well, I'm glad
0: that, that we were there for you, Tom. Mm
2: -hmm. You're important
0: to me and I know you're important to Patrick. Can I just ask real quick, like, 23
1: years out i mean how do you approach it at this end rather than the, uh, the end before and like was there a lot of emotional sobriety in the interim do you think a lot of emotional sobriety
2: of mine or others yeah of, of yours i guess <laughs> okay i was gonna say i, I yeah i just I wanted want, to know. i don't know how emotionally sober i would be if i was if i was let, letting loose of, of judging others but i guess that would not be that would be kind of in and of itself not so good um no, a b- very different place. I mean, no doubt, no doubt about it to the point where one of the things that I think one of the things I would say is this, uh, if I were going to encapsulate it is sort of um, lessons learned with, with hindsight of the experience is I could find regrets, you know, because, I've you know, we I always tell people not to judge your younger selves by, by what you know now. And I really felt like I, I recognized that I was doing a good job with that because I realized that, 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 you know, what I feel able to do and capable of doing now, and what I kind of would think back, like, "Eh, ah, maybe if I'd only done this or if we'd done that, I had those thoughts, I had those little meetings in my head, but I didn't, I didn't, uh, uh, they were just, they were just Really for the purpose of learning and, and processing and pretty much uh, paired up with my sister for the, the experience. And I had a really wonderful experience with her. And uh, and that was and so she and I uh, kind of supported and talked our way through that. But was, I think the most important thing is that whatever whatever I thought, whatever I became aware of. Yeah, there wasn't that there was I really wasn't aware of that outside layer of condemnation you know, that so many of us, so so, so, for so many years of my life. And so since and continue today for, for so many things in my life still today, if I'm not, if I'm not really careful, uh, is going to have too much power, but it's like, I really didn't. really, I really was more of an observer, uh, of how I was processing and not like checked out dissociated, but just, just that, you know, that, that step back, that sort of, uh you know, the Alanon the Al exp- uh expression uh came to me several times during the during the weekend was was detached with love. You know, and they included me. See, that's that's the part now that I'm just now getting that right now. I didn't I don't think I'd ever thought about detaching with love as including myself. Right. And so now that's I'm having the light bulb right now, thanks to Patrick's question. Thank you. Well, that's something
1: I was reminded of in your workshop with Brian recently, is you know, the I used to think the self-condemnation was doing a lot more lifting than it was. Mm -hmm. It's actually, it was actually having the opposite effect of of what I was (laughs) intending. So.
2: No, no, that, that, that layer out is just, is just, he's, he's, he's just a weird uncle that just stands around and criticizes everybody. He doesn't, he doesn't do a damn thing. Doesn't come up with an idea for himself. he'll criticize anything, but he's not going to give you a better idea. Uh, and, and, and I love what you just said. He does none of the heavy lifting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah life has so many dimensions to it doesn't it i used to have a i don't i don't i may, I may still there's some place online where you i used to sell t-shirts and so, so I, this is how disorganized i am i don't know if it's still there or not but one of the, one of the t-shirts that 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 i always liked but it, what i found is that people either i mean it was certainly a, just a, a either or thing either people got it and and thought oh i want that one or they didn't understand it at all. And it just says, and and you guys, to to judge you quickly, you'll both get it. It's, it just says being me is crowded. That's good. That's very good. It's like, yeah. And it's, and you know, it's, and, and that's just the complexity inside our own noggins, you know, it's, it's like, I mean, forget, forget about the complexity of everything else. Oh no, it's funny you say that because, you know, I was just, uh, I was
0: doing a workshop with Herb and we were just going over the letter again. And, it's always interesting There's something new pops out from that letter whenever I listen to it. And I was um, reading or the fellow that I had read the excerpts, but mm-hmm. the part where Bill was talking about, you know, how he became aware of how dependency met, you know, possession control for the people surrounding him. Right. And then he yeah. went on to say um, convincing our raging hidden Mr. Hyde is our main task. Mm -hmm. so right there he was talking about this intrapersonal landscape yep yep. he really put his finger on it that he had to deal with this side of him that told him he needed people to be a certain way for him to be okay Mm -hmm. and it was amazing to see that pop out at this point based on a lot of the discussions we've been having how bill was right on top of that man he was talking about you know intra psychic, intrapersonal work is what he was talking about is that we've got to deal with this side of us. And, Mm -hmm. and unless we do, there's going to be no real peace of mind.
2: Well, and, and of course the thing that, you know, I mean, one of the the things that seems to be just so universal through in in that in particular is just, is, is acceptance. It's like, it's, it's not about, I mean, because that's ultimately, I mean, that's one of the main, the main things that, that I think that we, you know, a lot of times what we do is we listen to people and we guide and we, and, you know, cause everybody's, everybody, you know, everybody's got to find their own, their own fit for this stuff. But, but there's some things that, that, that are pretty much just true. And one of them is that we, people come into this, including ourselves in the beginning, we, we come into any kind of personal growth, self-help thing therapy. We want somebody to get rid of something for us. I was talking to somebody with an eating disorder the other day that Ed, we call the eating disorder, Ed a lot. And so he said, Ed is so loud and go like, yeah, well, Ed's going to get loud and he's going to get louder. The more successful you're, you know, when we're really dealing with the intrapersonal, it's like, you know, if if we're not pissing him off, then we're not doing something right. Now that's not going to, that's not going to be the state of your mind forever, but at first, you know you're being a real you know when we get in when we quit drinking you know that that the alcoholism is in us it was not happy you know I mean first it was maybe confused by us because we had been such cooperative little fellows, had, had all three of us you know and he just had to say jump and we said what do we drink it's like it's, <laughs> but 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 an but, hour and five minutes right <laughs> That's right. So, so once, once it, once it began that the alcoholism began to get the idea that we were actually doing, you know, and, and if you're like me, then there were many times where I privately claimed to myself that I was going to change, you know? So, 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 so my alcoholism was not, was not in threatened at all at first when I said, you know, I'm not going to drink anymore. Cause I, you know, I'd, how I many times did I stop drinking before, you know? It's, it's like, you know, it's, it's uh, over and over and over again. Or I was going to I was not going to drink this way or that way or that. But at, but, but when we when those the, the, in when those Negative uh, hides. That's a good, and I think. Li- listen, we. I'm going to bring my copy of, of Robert Louis Stevenson's uh, The Strange Case with Doctor Jekyll Hyde. It's marked. It's marked up all over the place because because I I was thinking long, years ago. I hadn't thought about that, Alan, but but I thought some we we need to do a workshop on just on that story because a lot of people have just watched the movie. They've seen the monster movie. Robert Louis Stevenson understood this. This this is the struggle this is the struggle between we all have that. And, you know, and he, you know, and, and the character, the, the Dr. Jekyll in that, that uh, Henry Jekyll in that story does not win. It's like uh, you know, the, the, but it is it is his struggle to to maintain some separateness and some control from Hyde and Hyde. You know, and, and it is it is the story of addiction as far as I'm, I'm concerned. But the the point is, these guys are not happy. They do, and Hyde's a great example in the story. He fights back. He, you know, once he, once he gets gets a little taste of life itself, it's like he 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 fights back. And so we have to push. We have to push hard. And it's, it's like uh, it's it is darker before the dawn.
1: It's like you said at the end of the meeting the other night. It's um, I don't control much, but I'm always in charge. Right. The yeah. secret. The yeah. secret is that Jekyll is the one driving.
2: Yeah, that you're that we are the we are the. And a big part of what we talk about. And in a lot of what you say, Alan, people is is about is challenging people, even confronting people with the fact that, you know, the, the truth is you're you're the one with authority. Well, you know, that doesn't mean, mean we feel like we have authority because because we know that at times when things are out of control for us, we don't. But it's like it it really it really we always have choice, you know, about how we you know, how we how we how we respond outwardly. But the thing that emotional sobriety to me speaks to more than anything, it tells us it talks to us about we always have choice about how we are going to perceive how we are going to interpret what's happening to us. It's like, that's, that's the choice. Those are the choices. That's where that's that, that little, that little place between stimulus and response that, that, that Victor Frankl talks, talks about that, that you mentioned so often it's that place where that, and that's the part of us that's in charge. That's the part that has to come in and say, what are we going to do with this? And, uh, um, and we, and we, and we do, we do all not only have that, that right. But we, this is the place. And I think this is where I think what I was saying a minute ago down that you do an excellent job with people is it's not just a, right. It's a, it's a responsibility. And you talk, you talk about that ability to respond and you talk about the responsibility and you talk about the fact that, that it's, you know, that it really is, you know, it's good news, but, but, but it comes to us as a confrontation in a lot of ways. No, you're, and that's what you're saying. When nobody's coming, nobody's coming because you're already here. You know, nobody's coming because because you know you're. And, and the good news is, what we're talking about. Most of the people we're working with, like we're thinking about the people on Thursday night when we're we're working through this stuff, is like you're already you're already rescuing yourself. You're already there to to take care. You you you're showing up at a meeting for support. Right. Is is taking care of yourself. You've taken the, being courageous enough to, to, to stay on for the whole hour. If you decide to share, that's you taking care of yourself. You know, it just, you know, it doesn't all feel good, but it's, but it's, it's, you're doing the right thing and you're being in charge or so says I,
0: well, you like, there's so much in that, and there's so much, you know, in it about emotional sobriety that defines what emotional sobriety is. And it really is. And, and seeing what, what I love that we've been talking about recently is that until you see that your behavior is so determined by the emotional dependency, see, once you, you raise your awareness of that, then what Tom's saying comes into place. So, so relevantly and powerfully,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, but you've got to first see where you're not operating from choice that you're operating from this determined behavior that's being governed. And I love how you, you jumped on that term about self-governed.
2: Oh, I loved it. Oh man. Absolutely. (laughs) We were talking about what autonomy Mm
0: -hmm. is about and it's being self-governed. And boy, if that didn't put a finger right on the Mm -hmm. issue we've been talking about for so long, Mm -hmm. is that emotional sobriety, that consciousness of freedom Mm -hmm. is,
2: is, is layered with this self-government. Well, and see that to me, that also, and of course, you know, my mind is is, is gearing this way anyway, as we, as we're getting ready to do our, uh, I'm calling it our, re, our reunion workshop since we haven't seen each other in <laughs> so long. And at the, at the end of this month that we're going to do this workshop about at Harmony Hollow, uh, uh, you know, about, about putting this really what I think about is putting it all together. People naturally wanting to get rid of something, you know, no, it's a reorganization. It's, it's every, you know, we, we need to find the right, you get the, you know, the old sponsor of mine used to say, every symptom has its application. And I love that idea. Every symptom has its application because basically it took, it took all, it took the judgment out of just defining characteristics. So, you know, uh, the, the, I always say the lazy guy is the guy you want to take with you on vacation, you know, the, you know, not, not the guy with OCD, you know, he's right. no fun on vacation. <laughs> you know, the idea is if you want somebody to help you learn how to take your time, talk to me, man, I'm a great procrastinator and there's a tremendous amount, amount of, 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 uh, help that could give you. It's like, but if it's, if that, if my procrastinator is in the wrong job, in my organization, then I got problems, you know, but if he's, if, if he's in that space in time, where he's, he's, all the three of us know, as, 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 uh, um, Alan Lightman, a uh, physicist and novelist who, who wrote An- Einstein's dream, he had, he has a book that I, I wrote a few years ago called the, the, in praise of wasting time. I, l- I love this book. And it's like, and one of the things it's talking about is just about how much creativity goes on. In times when we're, and, and it's, it was so validating for me because in the, I had a day just like that today where I, would, I was getting a lot of little, little things done, getting things done around the house, doing this or that. But you, I, you, you couldn't, I couldn't have defined what I was doing today. You know, it was, it was like, I was just, I was just bop, bopping around knowing I was going to talk to you guys later, but it, it's like. It just was a really wonderful day. And, and I mean, I have, there's no way of measuring how much, how much of my own creative responses or some of my planning for the workshop, you know uh, you know, that's kind of my way of planning is just, just daydreaming and thinking about what we're going to talk about, things like that. And it's like, and it's such, it's such an, you know, and what you do, you do that by being by self-governing, by being in charge and respecting the fact that all of these different parts of us have a place.
0: Yes.
1: You describe yourself once as a recovering asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have, have but you have such a pervasive gentleness and patience with others and with yourself and which I can only assume is the product of a lot of years as is- Practice and, right, right, and study, and
2: and it's just kind of wonderful, you know, to observe it. Right, thank you. well, and, and then, well, that may be a good transition for us to to what we were gonna we're planning on getting back to about marriage because when you said that, I was thinking my wife's taking a nap over there behind that door over to my right. If you want some stories about asshole, I go get her. It's like, and of course, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be I should be in the mood for because I'd be waking her up from her nap. It's like, <laughs> hey, wake up, honey! I want you to talk good about maybe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. But hey, uh, hey, would you but, mind coming in and sharing some stories? <laughs> Sorry, I don't mind at all. Actually, it's but no, the, because what that brings up for me is one of the things I was thinking about about us. The picking up where we had had talked about marriage before. You know, relationships are mirrors. Is is the best metaphor I've ever heard about that? Is that basically? you know, wh- why is it, why is it simpler just to be single? <laughs> it's like, well, it is, it's, it's like, then you don't, you know, I don't, you don't have to know if you have something green in your teeth or, you know, if, you know, wh- whatever is going on, but, but it's like, you know, relationships are going to reflect the, you know, we're going to reflect us back to ourselves and there's nothing, nothing, nothing more, you know, powerful as, as a reflection of who we are than, than, than a, a committed relationship. You know, it's, and it's and and so one of the things is, it's, it's a true challenge of our emotional sobriety because we really get to, I mean, it's, it's, it's like one of those mirror, those makeup mirror things where you can, my wife has this thing on her, in her, in her, uh, uh, bathroom that if, if I've ever needed, cause I'm getting old and I don't see so good anymore. If I need to see something better, I just flip it over and it's magnified. I'm going like, ah, there's marriage. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's going to reflect it magnified. And it's Alan, good for us. Yeah,
1: Alan always calls them people growers, or that's what I've heard of yes, them. that's
2: exactly perfect.
0: <laughs> people growers, that's right. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the concepts I, I talk a lot about is that the challenge for us in a relationship is to keep it horizontal so that it's adult to adult or yep. kid to kid mm-hmm. or parent to parent right if you go back to the oh old, yeah you,
2: transactional analysis yeah, if you I go back it. to
0: the old ta stuff they said mm-hmm. the problem comes in is when you cross yep. you know, ego states right yep right so if if my relationship is vertical i'm the child and my wife becomes the parent mm-hmm. we're going to be in trouble if i become the parent and she becomes the, the child we're mm-hmm. going to be in trouble now there's right. nothing wrong with from time to time a relationship going vertical right? As long as that's not habitual, right? If you're habitually relating to each other that way, there's trouble, man, that's one way of assessing, where's my relationship at? You know, are we vertical or horizontal? Now, there's a time you want to be vertical, Mm -hmm. and then time to be horizontal, not saying that that's always bad. But if just like anything else, if you're stuck, in one mode, and that's predominating the interaction, mm-hmm.
2: man, that's a time to get some outside help. Well, it's, it's interesting. You say that because all my, I, I, I don't think I've, I've drawn on my blackboard since then, but in my, in my office right now, that I have the, the ego states, uh, the three ego states in the, and, and uh, doing some talking to a client about that too, and just specifically about you know, when that, when, when we are not self-parenting enough, when we don't know how to parent ourselves, when you know, and so what happens naturally, uh, you know, organically is we, then we, we seek the other, we seek, we look for the other's parent part. So we, so we, you know, so definitely, uh, you know, um, you know, out of, out of balance there. And it's, and what you said, it's like nothing wrong with, with, with moving around and shifting that around. But what the way I put it, see if this makes sense to you. It's like, the way I put it is, it's like, it's, if we look at inner child work and kind of, kind of put that to, in the context of of uh, transactional analysis, then we're all kind of, we're all kind of single parents. And what do we know about being a single parent? We need help. Yeah. Okay. And so the idea, the, the idea that I, that I, that, that, that I can get and have gotten a lot of help with, uh, with my, with my parenting from, from my wife through the years of our marriage, that, that makes a lot of sense. But the, but the moment you try to make that other person, your parent, you know, or that at the moment, that other parent, that other person, that your other, your other person starts to try to take the role of your parent be that a nurturing parent or a critical parent, then you're, um, yeah, you're trying you're trying, you're trying to be, well, you're, you're giving up on being a complete person yourself. You're looking, you're looking, you're, you're saying I need, I don't have, I don't have this. So I need it from you. I think that's the biggest lie we tell ourselves is that I am, I need someone else to be whole. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's, it's the Hollywood, the Hollywood lights. It's, it's Patrick's fault. He's, he's out there in LA. He's, he's, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a writer writing scripts and stuff like that. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it, 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 those guys, they're, they're the ones been telling us all this Hollywood stuff that, that I need, you know, as soon as I, as soon as I meet, meet the, the person of my dreams then I'll be, everything will be fine. Are you, Both you, my, you, yeah, my I'm, bad. I'm ideas. assuming you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, my bad ideas and my good ideas, I think,
1: come from movies a lot. So
2: I got to. Well, no, but we really, we really have, you know, it's to say that we haven't been influenced in our in the way we put our how, way we see ourselves in relationship. To to say we haven't been influenced by by Hollywood's way, I think about it, is like and. Um, is is like is like the person who says, and I I've, I've talked to a couple of people who would say this, who would say like uh, if they're ta- if you're talking about advertising, I'll go like, oh, I'm not influenced by advertising. It's like, yeah, right. It's, it's, like, it's the water we swim mean, in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So true. Why, why are we oh, it's look, like what, it's
0: what, like, what, like we are influenced. Yeah, we know? are, and what's relevant for us is that our culture fuses dependency and love. There's no question that it fuses those things together. The concept of love is
2: completely undifferentiated. Wow. So let's just say that again. It it confuses, it conflates uh, uh, dependency and love. Yes, that's it. That's I mean, that is, that's, that's, that's a nutshell right
0: there, buddy. Yeah, that's it. I mean, and it's, it's a terrible curse. I mean, you know, I, I I oftentimes play the John Lennon song. You can't do that is mm-hmm. and when I was, you know, what, when I heard that 13 or 14, I thought this is the greatest love song ever. Right. You know, he's telling her what she can't do because he loves her so much. And she she's going to listen to every word he's saying and stuff. Not, you know, mm-hmm. and if, you know, <laughs> if I told you before. Oh, you can't do that. If I have to tell you again. You're gone. I mean, it's so controlling. When I look at that song today, I go, oh My God, this guy was was emotionally abusive. I mean, it's like, but to me, in the mind of that 13-year-old, this was a yeah. great love
2: song. Oh, absolutely. Now in inland is the lyrics. Is that the song or was there another song where the, where they have, he has the line. I'd rather see you dead little girl than to be with another that, man. Is another that in that song? Another, <laughs> it's another song. Another yeah. That's yeah. Let it, let it, if you're going to listen to love songs, I would listen to Paul McCartney's love songs. I think he does. He probably does better, <laughs> but, but look, it shows their
0: consciousness It. I mean, they were writing that stuff when they were teenagers.
2: Absolutely. Right.
0: They were writing that stuff. And it just mm-hmm. gives us mm-hmm. or it gives me a snapshot of my mm-hmm. consciousness back then. Oh, absolutely. And and then, you you know, somebody like Sting comes along, who's writing stuff a lot later with a lot more maturity, mm-hmm. and you hear in his songs, there's much more mature concept of love than what you heard oh, back Oh,
2: God, then. yes. What a contrast. Absolutely.
0: You know, I know. I mean, Sting has a couple songs that I think are incredibly relevant in terms of, you know, what does mature love look like, you know? And I can't think of the titles off yeah, the yeah. head, but... You know, but see what
2: I, I wrote. Conflating dependency with love is is a curse. I need I need a little bit more. We need a little bit more to to get your nutshell f- fleshed out because it's not just a curse. It's it's a, it's a it's a it's a you know. And I'm not a big fan of adjectives, but but we need to find something that says how bad a curse that is because it it is one that will can ruin for any one individual can ruin multiple relationships.
0: Yeah. It's toxic. I guess you could say that. Yes. That yes it's a toxic yes. curse. I mean, yes. if you wanted to label it, it's a toxic I do. Curse. I want to label it. Well, what, what
1: what went into what went into reclaiming, you know, your sense of love from that kind of false notion that they were one and the same. I mean, what, what did that involve oh, for you guys?
0: hated me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, that didn't work very well, Patrick. It's like when I was demanding and being, you know, as Tom talks about it being an asshole Mm-hmm. and not making any room for them it was it was a serious problem and you know god bless them they hung in with me as long as
2: i you know they could but at some point it becomes an impossible you know well yeah and so, so in response to your question i mean tell me if this is i'm kind of answering for you were asking alan but i'm asking answering answer maybe more general but but it's well ho- hopefully what happens is that first of all what we're doing is not working thinking of it this way, being, being selfish, being, you know, for me, a lot, so much of it was, you know, there was nothing. I never learned anything about being direct in relationship. It was all about manipulation. It was all about about getting people to be act the way you wanted them to act. It's like, you know, the, so basically we, we get, we get the history all on our own, that it doesn't work over and over and over again. But then hopefully I think one of the things that happens, we, each, we could it'd be an interesting thing to put to, to, a, to a group sometime is to say, okay, There, there's, and usually there's, there's certainly more than one, more than a few people who, who I think tried to get my attention. If I look back in time and say, these people actually said things to me that if I could have, if I would have actually understood what they were saying at the time, I might've made a change. But eventually you get to a place where, where enough of that gets in where something registers. You know, it's, it's one of the reasons I think that we that we tell so many wonderful stories about sponsors, because yeah. the sponsors, you know, I, I tell, you know, I, tell, I have had more than one sponsor, but but I had the one, the one I tell stories about is the first sponsor I ever had, because he just he was that just that straight ahead guy who he's, uh, you know, and, and he had a way it was, to his credit, he had a way of saying things that was just really powerful and wonderful. But, but, you I, know, I was ready for that. But but it's, it's like, he finally, you know, I could see, I could see my mistakes, right? Then you can see, I'm sure that when you tell stories about your sponsor, Tom, I mean, you know, when, when you tell stories, there's, there's those moments in those stories where, where he points something out to you that that sure it's obvious to us today as we're talking, but it wasn't at the moment in time when he pointed it out. We yeah. need, that's, we need other people. And it's not just going to be one doesn't have to be one person. It doesn't have to be one sponsor, one mentor whatever, but we, you know, that's when I wrote a book, when I wrote a book called learning your own respect, you know, before I, before I published that book, I went back and, and found several people uh, We were still writing letters and mailing them in the mail back in those days. And I was, I wrote to them and, and, and just said, I want to, I'm writing this book. And I just want to thank you for being somebody who, had the guts and the insight to say something to me about about how I was behaving and these are people that none, it, it, none of it took at the time. you know I, I mean what I realized with hindsight is I think I think it, it all got in and I think it kind of built up but it's like these are these are, these are people who said things to me that I you know that just seemingly would have just bounced off of me. But when I when I got clear, when finally I got some clarity, I could look back and go, there were really some good people who tried tried to help me, you know. Okay. And uh, there was one woman that is still a friend of mine. I'm very happy to say that she said to me when, when she was we were 19 years old. She said, you know, you're you're one of the most you're one of the most in, uh, intuitive and and uh, perceptive people I know. Which I remember feeling. I can, as I tell that story, I can feel myself just 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 filling with with pride. And this part didn't register with me at all. She said, "And you use it to hurt people. This is a 19 year old kid. This is a 19 year old girl telling me this. It's like, wow. and, and I'm going to tell you, if you don't, if you know my if you know my history of assholeism, Patrick, it's like, she just described it. You know, it's, it's, it's truly a story of using any, any decent power for, 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 for hurting people rather than helping people. Uh, And it's like, it's like, yeah, but, and I think about there was many of those situations where people would, would say stuff to me, but it's like, so I think what makes the difference is, is, I mean, who knows all the variables, but something and sometimes somebody gets our attention. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, man, it's so good to have you back. And this has been a great show. And, you know, we're going to continue discussing what it means to have emotional sobriety in the context of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I want to focus next week on some specific things that you can do if if your partner is saying something to you that bothers you and how to deal with those things Mm -hmm. in the moment. So we want to talk about some practical
2: application right. next week yeah and i'm gonna and i and i and i w- before we just before we went on here i just picked up a, a copy of this i i'm gonna look back through my book what what love is because i think that it more than just a gift book i think it has some of those specific yeah. things no, in are, there It's a and, wonderful and 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 so because because i like the idea of getting really practical
0: I, I i when you sent me that i finished that book within the first two days i loved it mm-hmm. so much
2: my favorite compliment about this book is I had a, I had a client, a, a client's father, uh, one time she's an adult, but, he, uh, but he, 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 and his wife had come to visit for the holidays, one holiday season. And he sent me this one. one of my favorite thing, one of my favorite, uh, uh, responses to anything I've ever written. he wrote me an email that said he had accidentally read this book when he was visiting his, his, uh, daughter. And the reason he did is he, she left it in the bathroom. Yeah. It's like, so... <laughs> That's where I, so, by the way, that, that's where I read, where
0: I started reading that
2: There, there you go. This is a bathroom book. It's like, so, I I book could, stop book. calling it a coffee table book. Somebody said, just call it a bathroom, yeah, book. A bathroom but, book. But, but, but I love the, I love the fact that the man not only accidentally read it, but because yeah. apparently there was no no other, there wasn't any sports magazines in the, in the bathroom, but it's, it's, uh, uh but he took the time to, to let me know that. So uh, that, that made it, you know, anytime, anytime I can write a book, I I say some of these gift books are like books for people who don't really read books and there's certainly self-help books for people who don't read self-help books. Right. And so I I like I like the idea of being able to slip some of that stuff in on people. So yeah, I look forward to talking uh, about I call that more. that more of a
0: book on reflections and consciousness, right? In awareness. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There yeah, is. that's well, that's actually on the top. Yeah, what love is reflections on the true, true meaning and authentic practice of love. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and and talk about talk about weird. The idea when this this came out in two thousand and eighteen, I think it's like the idea that I would ever get to a place where I could actually say that I that I not only have could write a book like this, but that I could actually sit there and not and not be um, and talk about the condemning voice, not be f- f- um, you know buried in shame after saying that, you know, like, like how, who the hell am I? Cause like, and I promise you there's, there's nothing in here that says I have the answer, to, the, the, you know, the answer to the key to all a healthy relationship It's just, this is just one, one, one person's path, but, um, um, but it is about how to practice get, get things practically done, and you know, and that's I, I'm looking forward to getting together on our in our, our workshop uh, at the end of the month too of talking more about this right. practice and stuff. Need,
0: uh, Patrick will be posting the registration information and in the show notes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So please, there's still time to register, and people are coming in from
2: we got people yeah. flying in from Colorado, California. It's a celebration of you and I getting back together after a long time. It's the first time I'm ever going to be in the same damn room with Patrick.
1: Well, at least so, for now. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Until next time. Tend your
3: life. Tend your myth. Cultivate your narrative with whomever you're with. Then we're with glassing and hand and children on one knee. Bring some stories bring your stories back to me It ain't a crime to be a human Never be ashamed to be yourself Rest assured that whatever you're doing Will entertain me like nobody else So here's to us, my old friends Till it's time to drink the wine and break the bread again With glass in hand and children on one knee Bring some stories Bring your stories Back to me